Support for MPB comes from the Woodward Hines Education Foundation, committed to helping more Mississippians obtain post-secondary credentials, college certificates, and degrees that lead to employment. More information about Woodward Hines Education Foundation at woodwardhines.org. Good morning. It's 8.30 on Friday, May 25th. I'm Desiree Frazier, and this is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. On today's show... Extra Enforcement will be out patrolling Mississippi highways this holiday weekend. Find out what they're doing to keep you safe. Then, a tool designed to help veterans get the most out of their relationship with the VA. Plus, planning a cookout this rainy Memorial Day weekend? We'll have some advice from the state fire marshal. Don't bring that propane and charcoal grill under the house or under the eave and catch your house on fire. Look at some covered open area that you can grill on. That's all coming up. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Mississippi Highway Patrol is urging drivers to be extra careful on roadways this Memorial Holiday weekend. Thunderstorms are forecasted across the state, and they say that's going to make the highways more dangerous. Captain Johnny Polis is with the Mississippi Highway Patrol. He says drivers don't realize how easy it is to lose control of a vehicle when driving on wet roads. He says excessive speed and poor tire treads can make cars hydroplane. That means they're riding on a sheet of water instead of the road. Our travel enforcement period starts Friday, May 25th at 6 p.m. It will go through the weekend and conclude Monday, the 28th at midnight. Now, this weekend, it's going to be a little different. Uh, We're expecting this weather system in the Gulf uh, to make landfall. It's going to bring some heavy rains uh, that we're going to be dealing with, and we're just asking motorists to keep that in mind while they're traveling on the roadways. A hydroplaning uh, becomes a really big issue issue for us uh, involving crashes. So it's, it's just going to be a different weekend. We need some good, responsible decisions by the motoring public. Yeah, I don't think a driver, some drivers realize how easy it is for the car on water to start hydroplaning. I think it's at uh, 60 miles per hour that you're hydroplaning if you are riding on a, a wet uh, road. That, that That's correct. But what a lot of people do not realize there's two factors in hydroplaning uh, that causes hydroplaning. Excessive speed is the biggest problem we have, but tires with insufficient tread. Uh, if you do not have good tires on your vehicle with, with the proper amount of tread, tread depth, uh, you're actually riding on top of the water. Uh, and we deal with those situations when we, when ha- we have inclement weather. Now, keep in mind, the volume of traffic we're expecting this weekend, and then you bring in this weather system, uh, we're looking at our crash numbers to go up dramatically. We're hoping not, uh, but we're going to be prepared. All of those troopers will be out there. Uh, you know, to promote safe driving. One of the issues that always comes up is uh, distracted drivers texting on the cell phone, whatever they may be doing, changing the radio, whatever, uh, that distracts them from driving. During the holiday period, do you find that there are more crashes and incidents involving distracted driving? Distracted driving has become more prevalent in Mississippi on our roadways uh, it's, it's becoming the number one issue we deal with with traffic safety. And you bring all of, the, all of these, these factors together with inclement weather, 
high volume of traffic, uh, and then you, you you add the distracted driving part into it. It's a, it's just a deadly, deadly, deadly combination. But again, it falls on the driver. Uh, whenever it comes to making these responsible decisions, it's that text can wait. Uh, if you need to input GPS information into your phone, pull over to a safe location on the roadway and and then make that happen. But people are doing this or making it part of their, their everyday driving, and it's why we're having so many crashes. And it's a, it, injuries, the injury numbers are going up the, out the roof along with fatality numbers. I want to tell you two pet peeves that I have, and I hope I don't forget one of them while I'm talking about one of them. But one of them is when you come to a yield sign to merge and people don't yield. They try and beat you onto the highway and you have the right of way. That's something a lot of motorists uh, again do not do not realize the way the way that works. If you are traveling on the interstate, for for example, if you're occupying the the right lane and you've got an on ramp that is that is merging onto the interstate, the person in that right lane that's traveling on the interstate might not have an available lane to to, to move over into. So. The problem is the the person that is on the on ramp, they have to yield, not the not the motorist that's driving on the interstate system or highway system, because there's a possibility they can't move over. But the person that is on the on ramp, that's why the yield sign is there. They have to yield to the traffic traffic that is traveling in in that same direction. And then in the passing lane, when you have people that set in the passing lane and they won't move over and uh, you're trying to go around them. We have a new move-over law that we're going to be talking about here in the next few weeks to make sure that the motoring public understands how that law uh, will, will, will be enforced. We want to make sure we do the proper, uh, a proper job of educating uh, the motoring public when it comes to this law and, and some other new traffic laws that will be in. Are you going to have more troopers out? I know there is, you just graduated a class, and the numbers have been dwindling. How's it looking in terms of coverage? The 57 troopers that uh, graduated the last class, which was class 62, they're still on, on their training program. Uh, so they, they will, we will not see that, that additional manpower until they get off their training period. Now, we're, we're, we're close to that. But as far as this weekend, we'll have all available troopers out there uh, throughout the entire uh, enforcement period. We're going to have the checkpoints in place uh, to prevent impaired driving and to promote uh, seatbelt safety. Uh, again, law enforcement can only do so much. We, we need good, responsible decisions and help from the motoring public just to make it a safe weekend for all. Um, now people are vaping, they're drinking, there's opioids, there's all these mixture of substances that are being abused and people are behind the wheel. We always try to, to educate the public when it comes to impaired driving. We, we don't want anyone to go out and not enjoy the Memorial Day weekend or any holidays. We all work hard and we all want that, that, that downtime. But if you do choose... Uh, to participate in any type of celebrations, and you're going to be traveling, make sure you have a designated driver in place. That ensures safe travel from point A to point B, and we, we don't have these tragic crashes where loss of life occurs, and we have to make death notifications. That is what we want to avoid, and, and, and we can't. 
again, harping on the responsible decision. Well, Captain Johnny Polis with the Mississippi Highway Patrol, we appreciate your time and thank you so much for what you do to keep us all safe on the roadways. We appreciate that. Thank you. And we thank you for getting our message out to the people in Mississippi. Coming up, a tool designed to help veterans get the most out of their relationship with the VA. Learn more next. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. President Trump has one echoing message on Robert Mueller's investigation. I have this witch hunt constantly going on. It's a total witch hunt. I've been saying it for a long time. It's a witch witch hunt. Well, is it? And what's next for the Mueller probe? I'm Tanzina Vega, and that's next time on The Takeaway from WNYC and PRI, Public Radio International. Today at 2 on MPB Think Radio. Last time on the Gestalt Gardener. Come in here and talk to him, Billy. Wait, wait. What are we doing? Is this pastel around the room day? That going for is more of a potted plant hanging basket, hanging off the side of type of thing, rather than planting in a hole type of thing. And in the hole itself, put you some ivy or some impatience, something else. But I wouldn't plant the, the sagging fern in a hole. That sounds good. I'm going to hand you back over to stand. No, no, no. We're going to move on to the next call. Tune into the Gestalt Gardener today, 9 a.m. on MPB Think Radio. From the Capitol steps to your front door, MPB News covers the state like no one else. Our team of award-winning journalists keeps you informed on the news affecting your life. MPB News, online at mpbonline.org and on MPB Think Radio. Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Desiree Frazier. Advocates for Mississippi's military veterans are promoting a tool designed to help vets get the most out of their relationship with the Veterans Administration. The Veterans Journey Map is designed to help former military men and women work with their providers to understand what their needs might be and how to access the best services. Joining us to talk about the services available for U.S. veterans are Dr. David Walker, Medical Center Director at the Sunny Montgomery VA in Jackson, and Skip Solomon, who is with the VA's National Cemetery in Natchez. MPB's Karen Brown hears first from Dr. Walker. So in the VA, we've done what we call journey maps because there are a lot of times we can help the veteran to call them touch points. So when they first come off active duty, we go to the yellow ribbon ceremonies if it's uh, here in Mississippi because that first five years after somebody has been deployed, uh, they're eligible. And so it's good for them to get in the system. But oftentimes the veterans are thinking about going home. They're not thinking about getting into the healthcare system. But that's that first point, because once you're in our system, certainly you stay in our system. After that five-year point, it could be based upon your income, and the person might not necessarily be eligible. And so that's why that's important. Forty uh, percent of our veterans are Vietnam-era veterans, and many of them are eligible. And oftentimes it's because they may have been exposed to Agent Orange. Uh, it could have been Camp Lejeune. So there are a lot of things that have happened. They might be eligible and not know it. And so that's why it's also important for the veteran to talk to the Veteran Benefits Administration and consider applying for disability. Are there 
particular locations where they can seek counseling? Yes. So we have, of course, at the hospital, and then we have seven clinics throughout the state. In addition, Biloxi has its facility on the coast, and Memphis covers the northern uh, counties in the state. And so uh, a veteran can actually be seen and taken care of throughout the state. If the veteran needs more intensive care, we actually provide that too here in Jackson. And sometimes that can be more in what we call intensive outpatient or even residential. And so we have those different levels of care. And then we will also, when a veteran comes in to be seen just for primary care, we will ask them questions that uh, may relate to alcohol use. And then if they, what we call kind of trigger, then we ask additional questions and, and even try to get them referred. So, for instance, if somebody is currently actively struggling with alcohol, we know you also need to ask them about depression and about maybe thoughts of suicide and what about their social situation? Are they homeless? How many veterans do you estimate don't know what kinds of services are available to them? So we know that we currently have about 44,000 veterans in our system, and there are several thousand more that are out there that are eligible but not. When I run into people that are not eligible, they tend to tell me, oh, I want somebody more needy to have that slot. I don't want to prevent somebody from getting the care. And what I tell them is, no, that actually is not the way the system is set up. The more people that use us, the more resources we get because it's needed. And so they're not preventing somebody from getting care. So we know that um, there are probably 120 to 130,000, is my understanding, in the state. And so we do these outreach events because our goal at the hospital is actually to get people to sign up. And, and so we, we do them with the intent of, of reaching people that we haven't reached before. And perhaps their clergy person will help them Correct. get involved. Yes, mm-hmm. through, through church and football are the two big areas <laughs> to reach people. And so we're trying to do outreach events and or, you know, advertisements in those arenas because that's where you're likely going to have the most success reaching people. Is there a place where people listening who think, oh, I wonder if I qualify for any of these services where they can go to see? There's a lot of different websites, (laughs) but vets.gov can get you to health care, to benefits. Uh, So it's just www.vets.gov. That one website, and, and then you're, you're not having to, to memorize and write down a lot of websites. Vets.gov. Vets.gov is where I would start. All right, Skip, how does the National Cemetery determine who's laid to rest in Natchez? It actually it doesn't matter where the veteran resides. As long as it is an eligible veteran or spouse, they can actually be interred in any national cemetery. So we don't have a state requirement. You don't have to be a resident of the state of Mississippi. Your loved one could pass away in, uh, say, Florida. And if your majority of your family lives here in Natchez and you want to tra- have them transported here, then we'll do the interment here for them. What is the criteria for eligibility? The criteria for eligibility is two years of active service, active duty service, after September 7th, 1980. Prior to that, it was one day of active duty service. That's and a there's a few other stipulations for guard and reserves. Uh, guard and reserve, if you've served 20 years and retired, 
then you can be found eligible for uh, cemetery benefits as well. You mentioned spouse, so your spouse can be yes. laid to rest? So a eligible veteran and his spouse are eligible for uh, internment. And also what a lot of veterans don't know that I found out is if they have an adult-dependent child and that child is solely dependent on their parents or a caregiver, and we have the medical documentation showing this, that child can also be eligible for internment. I've heard that every burial will have taps played. Every veteran burial will have taps played. And even if um, you have a spouse that is getting ready to be buried, we lower our flag at the National (laughs) Cemetery to half staff for every burial we have to show respect for the veteran and the spouse. Because as we know, the veteran served on active duty and his spouse also served with him. Can people find out information at vets.gov as well about this? Yes, you can go to the vets.gov or you can go to sem.va.gov, so cem.va.gov, and that's got all of our eligibility criteria. There's a small link on there that also on the right-hand side, it says assisting families with burial in a national cemetery. And if the funeral home, if they're not sure of what they're looking for, they can click on that link, and that gives them all the eligibility criteria, how to arrange the burial, how to order headstones and everything. Dr. David Walker is the Medical Center Director of the GV Sonny Montgomery Medical Center in Jackson, and Skip Solomon is Director of the VA's National Cemetery Association in Natchez. Thank you all for coming in. Thank Thank you. Coming up, are you planning a cookout this rainy Memorial Day weekend? We'll have some advice from the state fire marshal. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. You already know MPB Think Radio is a direct result of donations from listeners like you. But instead of counting the size of your donation in dollars, how about axles? Trucks to motorcycles, cars, even 18-wheelers. Your donated vehicle of any size helps fund the programs here on Think Radio. For more information on how to donate your vehicle, visit mpbonline.org support. Normally, I don't recommend eavesdropping, but feel free to join in on my conversations. Our guest this week is the director of the Mississippi Community College Board, Andrea Mayfield. You can drive 30 minutes in any direction and be at a community college campus. And, and the other cool thing about community colleges is that, you know, there's no requirement for entrance other than a high school diploma or high school equivalency. Sundays at 5.30 and Thursdays at 10 on MPB. An evening of jazz can be just what the doctor ordered. Join me, Meredith Michelle, with WJSU's Evening Jazz, 7 to 10 weeknights on MPB Music Radio. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Desiree Frazier. Burgers, hot dogs, steaks, ribs, chicken. Are you hungry yet? Well, what are you grilling this weekend? Whatever it is, the state fire marshal is urging caution. Mike Cheney, who is also the state insurance commissioner, says grilled steaks and fried turkeys can easily turn into burned houses if grillers aren't careful. He shares some holiday fire prevention tips with MPB's Ashley Norwood. The main thing somebody wants to know about when they're outdoors grilling on Memorial Day is this. Never, ever bring a grill indoors or under a carport. And probably we're going to have rain on this Memorial Day throughout Mississippi, so this is important to know. Don't bring that propane and charcoal grill under the house or under the eave and catch your house on fire. 
look at some covered open area that you can grill on. The grill should never be placed too close to the house. It should be away from the house. If it's on a deck, you better be certain that you're not going to have something falling on the deck and catching it on fire. Uh, you don't want it under the eaves of the house, as I've already said, or any overhanging branches from a tree. Do not use the grill under a carport or a garage. That's pretty dangerous because it can flare up, especially with a charcoal grill and someone puts too much charcoal lighter on and tries to light it. If you've got kids outside and pets outside that are playing, especially if you uh, have rain and they all gather under a carport and then somebody runs out and trips, you could get a child injured if you're not careful if they're by a grill. So be very careful when you've got children and pets around. Keep the grill clean by removing any grease that's left over so you won't have a flare-up. And never, ever leave the grill unattended for 30 seconds to go inside to get something cold to drink. Stay with your grill. Just like we used to say, stand by your pan at Christmas, stay by your grill during the holidays. So with grilling, is that something that we've seen a lot of fires from in Mississippi? Particularly, I know we've talked about you know house fires or home fires, but what about these sort of fires? Has it been an issue in the past? Well, the issue in the past uh, with charcoal grills has been that younger people tend to use a lot of starter fluid on charcoal. A lot of charcoal that you buy today is self-lighting, so it's safer. But when you have uh, charcoal lighter fluid, you put too much on or they use something that's more flammable than lighter fluid, uh, you can have an ultra flare-up. And if some people use gasoline, it'll blow up on you. So if you use gasoline, prepare to get be injured. Don't use gasoline to start a charcoal fire. On propane, the main thing is to, when you try to light a propane grill, be certain that the gas is on, that you have the lighter close to it. If it doesn't light immediately, cut the gas off and wait several minutes before you try to relight it. Most people recommend you wait at least five minutes and have plenty of air around or let it aerate fairly well before you cut the grass back on. You don't want any propane leaks, that would, and you can check that by making a little uh, solution of water and uh, dishwater soap and look for any bubbles. If your grill has a leak and there's no flame, turn off the gas tank immediately. Immediately turn it off and, and walk away and let it air out. And if the leak stops, get the grill serviced by a professional before using it again. And if the leak does not stop, call the fire department. So if you smell gas, and most propane has a, an odor uh, agent in it so you can smell it, immediately get away from the grill and call the fire department and do not move the grill. These fire tips are provided to you by the State Fire Marshal's Office. You can look on our webpage at www.mid.ms.gov and look at the Mississippi Fire Safety on Twitter, if you would like to. It's at Mississippi Fire Safe on Twitter. Stay tuned to MPB Think Radio for a full slate of Mississippi-based programs all morning long. Coming up at 9, it's the Gestalt Gardener. Then at 10, it's Next Stop Mississippi. And at 11, stay tuned for Southern Remedy. Did you miss part of the show today? Find past episodes of this and other Think Radio programs online at mpbonline.org or by downloading the MPB public media app from the Apple or Google Play stores. I'm Desiree Frazier. Enjoy your long Memorial Holiday weekend and join us again Tuesday morning at 8.30 for the next Mississippi edition, only right here on MPB Think Radio.
Support for MPB comes from the Woodward Hines Education Foundation's Get to College program. Based in South Haven, Jackson, and Ocean Springs, Get to College advisors help students and families plan and pay for college. Learn more at woodwardhines.org. Last time on the Gestalt Gardener. Come in here and talk to him, Billy. Wait, wait. What are we doing? Is this pass filled around the room day? Second one for is more of a potted plant, hanging basket, hanging off the side type of thing, rather than planting in a hole type of thing. And in the hole itself, put you some ivy or some impatience, something else. But I wouldn't plant the, the saccharine fern in a hole. That sounds good. I'm going to hand you back over to Stan. No, no, no. We're going to move on the next call. Tune in to the Gestalt Gardener today, 9 a.m. on MPB Think Radio. Podcasts of your favorite MPB Think Radio programs are available now. With any podcast app, you can search, subscribe, and never miss a second of MPB Think Radio.